1: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio.
2: Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, typically uh, when you get to this point in the season, it starts to become a, a battle of attrition in terms of uh, injuries and things of that nature in the NFL. And, of course, the Steelers did not escape Sunday's game unscathed against the Bengals. Uh, Mason Cole leaves with a uh, what's being described as a midfoot injury. Um, we'll see how the Steelers center plays out. He's been dealing with that ankle-slash-foot issue over the course of the season. They also lost Jalen Warren in that game to a, a hamstring. Uh, and then, of course, uh, um, who am I missing here? Uh Miles Boykin. Uh, Boykin. Yeah, Miles Boykin also left the game early. As uh, and you would think, oh well, it's just you know the, those those three guys, uh, and you know the Bengals obviously were deal you know without some guys themselves. Uh sure. lose, losing a guy like Mason Cole though in game is is a big deal.
1: It is. First off, I want to just touch briefly on the other two because we. I, I've really, and I'm sure a lot of people, have been really focusing on what are they going to do with their fifth skill position guy post-Claypool. And my hunch is Boykin's in the mix. You know, like Sims and Gunnar Olszewski played 32, 31 snaps. And last week, Boykin played like 15 or so, which is most. So I, I, I don't think he can be this discredited as he's only a special teamer. I think he's sort of auditioning as well. We know Warren's been a good player. Um, but Najee handled the major role. Yeah, you can you, so you can well pick that up, yeah. Year. Yeah, yeah, you know, because of the style that Najee is. But I I mean, I'm not a huge better or anything, but I bet a million bucks if you bet against every team that lost a starting center, you know, either the week before their game or during their game, they lose. I mean, just starting centers responsibilities more than just blocking the guy in front of them. Are so vast that that it's something you could never put a number on, but it hurts a team dramatically.
2: Yeah, and that's I mean that's no knock on J.C. Hassenauer, uh, but Mason Cole no, no. has played well. Uh, obviously, the Steelers are are starting a rookie quarterback. Mason Cole makes a lot of the line calls in the middle. Uh, you know, with the rookie quarterback out there, and and he right. would even if Ben Roethlisberger was out there. But if you, have, if you have a veteran quarterback like Roethlisberger out there, they do that in conjunction with each other, sliding protections and things of that nature. In this situation, uh, you know, Cole's making probably 90 percent of the calls in those in those kind of situations.
1: Right. I mean, I promise you, and I'm sure Kenny would be the first to admit this, that Kenny leans on Cole more than Ben would lean on Cole. I mean, Cole would lean on Ben or you know what I right, mean? like. right. Pickett needs a veteran center out there. Like, if that was a, a, a first-round pick center in Pickett, it, it would probably be a disaster with calls because they're rookies.
2: Absolutely. Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, how Mason Cole is uh, – well, we'll see how he, he's progressing here as the week goes yeah. on. Uh, they do get an extra day this week since the game is on Monday. As I mentioned before, he's been kind of dealing with this on and off uh, with the foot issue. Um for, for several weeks now. Um,
1: I give him credit. He's battled through it well and has played well enough. I mean, he's not pouncy or webby or dirt, but, I mean, he, despite this injury, you can tell it's been bothering him now for months. Has had a pretty good year.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I saw him today at the uh, facilities. He was in a walking boot. But, again, that's nothing new. He's been in a walking boot on a lot of Mondays this year and really? then gone out and played the next week. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's –
1: so who knows? Yeah, yeah.
2: you just don't know. Uh, obviously, there's some other major injuries around the league right now. Uh, the Ravens, once again, um, lose Ronnie Stanley. Uh, yeah. that, that's a big deal.
1: He se- I hate to say this. I'm not picking on him. But he seems like the Michael Thomas of left tackles now. You know, like you have a big injury and, okay, I'm coming back. And you do for two games and then you're out. And, you know, like for – it seemed like there was a lot of those instances yesterday. I referenced the Charger-Chief game. Oh, Williams and Allen are back. Williams catches one pass, and then he's done. He ran, the yeah, he ran you know, four, re-
2: four routes in the game. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Makes a nice catch. Oh, difference maker. They're going to be a lot harder to play against. Reaggravates the exact same injury. Is that going to be Stanley's career, unfortunately? It might be.
2: Yeah, he's, if you remember, he signed that big contract, a new contract, uh, two days before they played the Steelers or something like that uh, I think mm-hmm. back in 2019 and he's played about six games since
1: yeah I mean and it's just constantly hampered and I mean not not to take the human side of it out but eats up a ton of space and how do I team build do I have a left tackle or do we need a left tackle you know and I don't have cap space to use them I can't trade them like that hampers the team a lot
2: well no doubt uh, speaking of centers, Ethan Posick went down for the for the Browns, and this looks like it's a a multiple week injury.
1: I didn't see that, and I remember previewing Steelers Browns, thinking, "Man, they're on their th- third center." Posick's becoming kind of a journeyman. Is he a center? Is he a guard? He was a tackle in college, but boy, he's been really good for them. And, and all the move blocking, zone blocking stuff that they do fits him perfectly. Like, they found something there that is could be their long-term center, and now they lost him.
2: Yeah, and then, of course, there's some other injuries. Uh looks like, uh, well, we don't have to worry about uh, our Kyle situation at tight end anymore with, with uh, Kyle Pitts because, well, the Steelers won't see him in a few weeks. He just went on IR. It uh, looks like an MCL tear for him.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, we've talked about him in the third segment of our show over and over and over. Kind of to no fault of his own, um, vastly underused, vastly under productive-wise. I mean, what he's capable of—I don't know what else to take away from it. In a way, it's kind of merciful that we don't have to watch that anymore. Yeah, it was maddening.
2: Now, this one doesn't involve a Steeler, a player that the Steelers will see this year, but it does involve <laughs> a potential draft pick for the Steelers. Justin Fields injured his left shoulder yesterday. Um, he's considered, quote-unquote, day-to-day uh, following an yeah. MRI on Monday. There's some talk, too, that they may end up shutting him down for a while. Um, you know, it's the Bears. Uh, he's been their
1: entire offense. He's been their entire offense. And really starting a corner. Super hot name right now, of course. Fun to watch. But you play with fire whenever you play that style as a quarterback. And I'm not sitting here saying, ah, I told you so. or you know, <laughs> That's the way it happens to everybody. But it's a tough way to live. I mean, in the Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson world. And guys get hurt. And that is good news for the Steelers, though. I mean, I, I think right now the Steelers would have the 34th pick in the draft because I think the Bears have number three. And so I'm winning a – actually are they yeah so i mean the and way I, mean, I saw it remember the
2: yeah. miami dolphins do not have a first round draft pick this year
1: right there's they there's the draft, so they're only 31
2: picks in the uh in the first round so you know if you're a steelers fan you want to see as much trouble for the bears as you can see uh oh yeah <laughs> you know so And this is a good start yeah this is definitely a good start you don't want to wish an injury on any player like that but uh, uh certainly uh that's something to worth noting um of course, the Steelers, I think right
1: now the Steelers would have 833 and 39.
2: Yeah. I think that is correct. Yeah. So yeah, you can make nice some da- you
1: can do some damage
2: with those kind of picks.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean that's a, a talk for another day, but that's some serious assets.
2: Yeah, and uh, to you know, I think and we probably both agree on this because I think we've always when we do our mock drafts at the you know, when everything is over, that's second round picks Seem to be where you can really make some hay. Oh yeah. I mean we get into our second round and we're like, oh, I really like this, you know, these ten players that are available in the second round. And we never have that issue in the first round, it doesn't seem.
1: No, you're right. And we draft season this comes up over and over that you know it, it seems pretty clear I mean, I don't think the Steelers are gonna win every game going out, but their first round pick at a minimum is gonna be one of the 15 players in this draft, not that I know this draft, like the back of my hand, that's a first-rounder every year. Because yes. every year there's 15, 18, 12, whatever. Maybe the Steelers aren't picking first overall, but they're going to get one of those. And most years they don't. Most years they're in the Tier 2, which is player 18 to 40 sometimes. Well, they might get two of those that are usually the tier of their first-round pick.
2: Right. And so – You know what I mean? You know, it does, you know. I know people you're are
1: shopping in different aisles. Yeah, There's right. A totally you're... different supermarkets. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're not. You're not shopping at. Uh, well, I'm not going to pick out any stores, but you're not bargain bin how about, shopping. How about
1: Hills? I yeah, think Hills is yeah. Around. Hills isn't around. Yeah. You're not shopping at Hills now. You're, <laughs> Hills. Now you're shopping at Macy's. Uh, exactly. <laughs> there's, not, there's nicer things, and you can afford it. You can afford it. Uh, <laughs> so you could get better quickly at you know
2: out of that. I, I know a lot of people looking at this this team and, and and are saying, well, they 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 just got so many holes. I don't know if they have so many holes. I don't think they. Put it this way. I don't think this team has as many holes as I thought it might when the season started.
1: Okay. I think that's fair. Um, I Particularly the if they re-sign O-line... a couple
2: of the guys. I thought the offensive line would be a bigger problem than it is. It's not. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't know what Ogan Joby was. I think we now we have a much better idea of that. It's not bad. Miles mm-hmm. Jack looks like a keeper at inside linebacker. We weren't sure about that. Um, right. You know, so I
1: think that... I mean, Edmonds has far succeeded at expectations, getting him late in the free agency.
2: Right, right. So I, you know, uh, I, I look at those things and I say, okay, you, I can narrow things down right now. <laughs> if We sit here on November 21st and say those three Steeler picks are probably, and I don't pick whatever order you want. Maybe mm-hmm. a left, maybe a left tackle. Yeah, because then you can kick Dan Moore into to left guard. I think he might be more suited to play that.
1: Uh, I agree.
2: A cornerback. If you can get a, a shutdown cornerback or even a, a very good cornerback, that would go a long way. Uh, and, and then I would look at maybe adding another defensive lineman.
1: I would too. Even if Ogan Joby were to come back, if, for people don't know, some of the, the prominent free agents-to-be that I think will be under consideration strongly to return, Ogunjobi, Sutton, Edmonds, I, I don't know what the other corner situation is going to look like, but I think it, there's a good chance of three of them return. And if I were, even if I did sign Joby to a substantial deal, I'd still like to add Cam's replacement. You know what I mean? And me, maybe that guy's a second round project like Chris Jones was, or two, it was, you know, a guy like that, that doesn't come into the league ready-made or heck that could be the first pick if it's a stud from Georgia. I think a a big press man coverage corner with traits. I mean, long arms, six foot, well-built. Whether that guy's a second rounder and not ready for the league, or he's the first corner off the board with the six overall pick, it would be highly attractive. And I think the draft is where I want to go with that. And you mentioned more. Like, I think we could even live with this line as constructed. Yes. But... Yesterday aside, they've really hardly missed any snaps. So this this still has a chance to go much worse with one more injury, two more injuries. And I would love, love, love to go into training camp with a highly talented, highly drafted left tackle. And he doesn't even have to be the starter on opening day, but you think he's gonna be a starter soon, soon, soon. And Dan Moore's either fighting for the left guard spot or he's your third tackle. I mean, a swing tackle with Dan Moore's skills is unbelievably um, important in today's NFL, and you could throw out a six offensive line set and still have really good players on the field, or maybe even a center to compete with Cole because if he's your better than B.J. Finney that we always talk about, now I've got seven guys that are all starters, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I get asked that a lot. Well, what are the Steelers going to pick in the draft? I'm like, those are the three spots that I look at and say, that's where you could get better. Me too. You know, too. and I Me don't too. care what order it's in. Again, if 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 the, you know, the first or second highest rated left tackle prospect is on the on the board, uh, when you're drafting, you're never in a position to get that guy. Right. You right. take him. Uh, if it's a, if him. it's a top one or two cornerbacks, you're never in position to get that guy.
1: You take him. Never, ever, ever. Right.
2: <laughs> you know, right. Um, you know yep. if, if a stud defensive lineman is there, you take him because you're never in mm-hmm. that position to get that guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, if it was a, a freaky player, I'd even consider an edge. I mean, if he was a grade above any of those other three spots. He'd have to be really, um, really good for me to take him. Though. He'd have to be really good. He'd have to be like Will Anderson. Which yeah, gonna which get, isn't so, going to so yeah, happen. Yeah, right, that probably isn't worth the talk. The other conversation, though, is – the more I watch Sims and Gunner and those guys, another receivers absolutely need. Oh, I'm but sure I, they'll
2: they'll take one of those. But you don't have to do; you can do that in round three or four. Yeah, and, yeah. You know yeah. they've they've exactly. had again great luck uh, getting uh-huh. those guys. I still
1: like Anthony Johnson, Matt, or Anthony
2: Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller yeah. I should say.
1: Yeah, we should not forget about him at all.
2: Can't forget about yeah. Anthony Miller. So we'll see, uh, right? You know how this all works out, but uh, I I don't I still don't expect them to be picking higher than what they are right now.
1: I don't either. I think eight I is mean, about
2: as high as it can go right now. I expect it to be between eight and 15, eight, to eight and 16, somewhere in there.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they win seven games, and that probably doesn't get you a top eight pick. Right. But yeah, you can live – I mean, again,
2: uh, w- with the needs that they have, you're okay, so you're probably not going to get the top offensive tackle prospect drafting right. at, let's say, twelve which could, you're not going to get, good. you're not going to get the, you're, you're definitely not going to get the number one defensive tackle prospect. No. Down that low.
1: Like I might go at three.
2: In this year's draft, you might get one of the top two cornerback prospects at 12.
1: You might, you
2: know, just and, because uh, you're going to see, you're going to see quarterbacks go early. That's fine. Uh, or and quarter, if you are
1: picking, if you are picking 12, if you, if there's, I say this because the roster is going to look dramatically different on draft day than it is now. Like right. They're going to add the Wallace and Jack types from outside the organization that you may only have two of those three needs. Right. And maybe you say, here's 12 and 34, can we get to eight for the number one left tackle? You know, I mean, that's a possibility as well. Um, the one thing I would like to see them get from outside the organization is a similar signing to Miles Jack at linebacker next to him. A veteran, you know, that's on his first contract or whatever, coming off his first contract or whatever.
2: I'll be honest with you, I don't think Devin Bush has played badly this year. I don't either. And if Which they Which makes if, me if,
1: even crazier about Spillane. Yeah,
2: if they were if they were to re sign Devin Bush,
1: I wouldn't bat an eye at it. I can live with it. I would like to see a better plan of how they use the inside linebackers, snap counts, situations. Yes. Yes. But if Bush comes back, just like Edmonds last year, I mean, he was a first-round player that they didn't pick up the fifth-year option, hits free agency, doesn't get as much as he thought, wants to come back on a deal you like. I'm interested.
2: Yeah, I know everybody looked at that when they, well, they didn't tender him an offer. Folks, this is this is what happens. Particularly now, uh, you're going to see this more and more with those first round draft picks. Those options aren't getting picked up because of the way that's now structured. That right, you know, right. you you get you get big money. You get like, basically you get transition tag money as a first round draft pick for that 50 year option.
1: It's uh, not as attractive to the team. Is and as it, it if you're
2: if you went happened to go to a Pro Bowl, just a Pro Bowl, which.
1: Is a low bar. Uh, a 20%
2: ways, of the league goes to the Pro Bowl or is voted to the Pro Bowl or they're an alternate and they go to the Pro Bowl because somebody else backed out. Now yeah. you're getting franchise tag money.
1: Right, right, right. And you can't do that.
2: You can't do that.
0: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Uh,
2: right, you right. know, so it's it's interesting. Uh, I think that dynamic is going to continue to change. Uh, you know, there's some teams out there that have, uh, you know, definitely some decisions to make. I mean, the, the Giants didn't pick up Daniel Jones' 50-year option.
1: Right, right. Oh, there's uh, a lot of it are they Are they going to regret right.
2: that? I don't know. I mean, is he great? No. No. Are they going to try to resign games? Probably. I mean, you almost have to resign them at this point, don't you?
1: I would imagine. I mean, maybe it's not a bank-breaking deal, but they're not going to be taking picking in the top five, even though they lost yesterday. They don't have what other options are there? I mean, you could trade for a car or a Garoppolo. Yeah, you think you're going to get Jimmy G? Right. I mean, is that a lot better? I, I don't know. Can they have a wide receiver that could ever stay healthy and see if what, what you actually have at quarterback?
2: Speaking of which, the curse of the Giants receivers uh, continues. Wandell Robinson done for the year. Kadarius Tony. Everybody was playing him yesterday in fantasy football. Oh, I got to play Kadarius Toney. This
1: is his week. He goes out and
2: pulls his hamstring. <laughs>
1: of course, of course. I mean, I had to bring it up. I figured we're talking about the fantasy, but. I've been sticking Wandell Robinson at the bottom of my Always time's <laughs> coming. There's great opportunity. Catches like eight balls for 100. He's out for the year. Of course he is. It's unbelievable. There is
2: no position in football that is more cursed than Giants wide receiver.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I sure hope they don't. Well, I mean, the first pick with the, the, the Giants first round pick, 18th overall, they select wide receiver out of USC Jordan Addison. Oh, sorry Jordan. Yep. You could have had a good could have had a good career, <laughs> but you just went to the danger zone. You went to the Bermuda triangle. They it's should, over.
2: They're going to put those guys in bubble wrap. <laughs>
1: just Yeah. I actually heard somebody say this and I don't know if there's any truth to it or not, but the, I guess the turf in New York. It's awful. It's the worst hates. in the league. It's it's the worst in the league and it's two home fields in freaking New York City. Like it should be the best in the league. I don't know if that contributes to it or not, but it's an unbelievable. Tournament. I
2: know I've talked to players over the years, and they 100% believe that the turf there <laughs> has caused injuries uh, just yeah. because. I mean, in fact, there was a poll that came out from the NFLPA. Uh, it wasn't a poll. I think it was just, a, hey, these the turf in these stadiums needs to be replaced. And it was there, I think there are four or five stadiums. That was obviously one of them. Cincinnati was another mm-hmm. one. Um, really, I can't remember where else they had that that similar turf, uh, but that one in New York is just—I mean, it, it's jumped up and gotten the turf monster several players over the years. You know, think about the the yeah. Zach Banner injury a few years ago, where he's just right, right, just plants his leg and it, boom, it catches and that's it,
1: and his career was never yeah. the same. And these multi-billion-dollar corporations—that makes me insane. You know, the, that like the the old Raider turf for can't find the x-ray machine when Ben gets hurt. Like, none of those things should ever happen. Like, I can kind of get it when you watch one of these overseas games and be like, ah, this turf isn't built for 300-pounders running into each other. It's built for a bunch of little guys running around. But an NFL turf that isn't A-plus to me is egregiously a problem. It's the NFL. It's the NFL. I mean. Yeah, this is a Grand Valley state. <laughs>
2: And I know a lot of people, a lot of people that would say that. Well, my high school has that turf. Yeah, It's a high school. Okay, you got a bunch of guys they don't out have there an running unlimited
1: budget.
2: Yeah, you guys get a bunch of guys out there running four or fives or or better, and and uh, running into each other. And no, you don't. Or no, th- you know, two hundred and eighty no. pound guys who can you know bend the uh, the corner like these guys can. No, uh, this is like no. that's like putting a Ferrari on, on a dirt track. You know, you just yeah, don't do exactly.
1: it. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, just you don't know, do it. I want to see a Ferrari go fast. I don't want to see it spin out into the woods, you know? <laughs> it's exactly what it is. You can subscribe
2: right. now to episodes of the drive. Every <laughs> episode that we do are available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, <clears throat> the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. I know we talked a little fantasy there. We always <laughs> do. Uh, but we'll talk some more here exclusively when we return right after this.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.